Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Oh, <laughs> you know what that means. I do. Go ahead. Who are you? 7-Eleven free Slurpee Day James Marino. That's right. I'm going to be playing uh, Brain Freeze from Heather, or Freeze Your Brain from Heather's all day. That is the song of today. James, maybe you can throw it in uh, as our as our music today if you uh, need the cast recording. Oh, yeah. For so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we've got 7-Eleven Day up there with Pi Day. Fortunately um, for James, you and me, there are 7-Elevens abundantly in both of the places that we live. I don't remember a lot of 7-Elevens growing up in Ohio, so um, I don't know if they're everywhere. But if you are someplace with a 7-Eleven nearby, go on in there and get yourself a Slurpee. You deserve it. Freeze your brain, suck on that straw, get lost in the pain. I am planning my route tomorrow from 7-Eleven to 7-Eleven. It's very nice. Because there, there's, you know, a million. Everywhere. Yeah, every corner. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, uh, first up in the news, Moulin Rouge began performances last night. They did. We talked about this on Monday's show, looking ahead at the uh, the rest of the week. But uh, I'm super excited about this, James. Last night, the out-of-town pre-Broadway tryout for Moulin Rouge, the musical, began performances at the historic Emerson Colonial Theater in Boston. And as we are recording, I am anxiously awaiting the first reports from people that were at the show last night. Now, before the first performance started, we did get a first look at the show's set first from an official image and then from audience shots pre-show and James, let me just say, holy crap. <laughs> uh, the set by Derek McLean is unbelievable. It's very reminiscent of the Baz Luhrmann films look and feel. If you're familiar with it, th- this, this film is part of what Baz co- calls the red curtain trilogy along with strictly ballroom and Romeo plus Juliet. Um, uh, they are very decadent, very luxurious, very luscious. And the set is very much like that. In fact, the picture that the production sent out almost looks like an artist rendering. It is so beautiful. The famed elephant from the movie sits in a box house right, while the famous Moulin Rouge windmill is in a box house left. There are some, also some videos out there of the windmill turning pre-show, James, and I am almost ready to book a trip to Boston just for the set alone. I love this movie, but it looks like they're really doing it well, at least from the visual standpoint. But as my brain often does, it goes to real estate. And how is this going to fit into the puzzle that is Broadway? So looking at those pictures, I'm starting to wonder what house could take this production. Now, obviously things can change and they could make things a little different by the time it comes to Broadway. The thing that really complicates it, of course, is that we don't know when the producers are aiming for this to come in. Currently, the reports are that it won't be this season, that it'll actually be 2019-2020 season. So in theory, there's maybe 10, 15, maybe even 18 different houses that it could play in on Broadway. Now, of course, it's playing at the Colonial uh, in Boston, which is owned by the Ambassador Theater Group. Ambassador Theater Group has two theaters on Broadway currently. The Lyric, which has Harry Potter, so that ain't going anywhere. They also have the Hudson, which is where Head Over Heels is currently. But I'm almost thinking the Hudson is too small for this show and this production. So as we start to see 
when the show's going to come in. We'll have to start thinking about what theaters might be amenable to an expansive set design, being willing to kind of let them reinvent the space. Um, you know, so as we get some more details and see how things do in Boston, I'll be really interested to read the tea leaves as to where this show could end up once it does make it to Broadway. Maybe the producers are playing long ball all along. Maybe they are looking at the palace when the palace reopens. Oh, man, I think that would be really long box. I can't imagine these raisings and renovations are going to take less than three, four years. Can you? Mm, yeah, I would think, you know, 24 months if they break in, in September. September. Yeah. That's a that's a long ways out. So that's the 2020-2021 season. Um, so that could be rough. The other idea that they might be playing long ball, of course, is that maybe they want Moulin Rouge to go into the Broadway where oh, uh, yeah. King Kong, King Kong is, is. Yeah. <laughs> which is the other show that these producers are helming for Broadway currently. If uh, I think it would be a great, it's a big space. It could really do well with this kind of, a, you know, large um, extravagant set. But of course, I'm sure the producers would love to have both shows running. But who knows? I, I think that'll be really, really interesting. Maybe they're going to go for really long ball and they want to go into the Rogers. I heard the producers were sitting in front of Lin-Manuel Miranda at My Fair Lady the other day. Man, I don't know how to <laughs> that. I have lots of feelings and, and things that are a We little... should let people know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lynn and well, Miranda had a thread on Twitter that made me a little uncomfortable, to be honest with you, um, talking about an interaction that he had with what he, what did he call it? A condescending theater fan. Yeah, uh, I I was a, I mean, he didn't name anybody's name, obviously, because he didn't know who it was. It was just a, a conversation he had with the person sitting in front of him at, at My Fair Lady. And I, I something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. It made me a little uncomfortable. Uh, but then again, lots of things make me uncomfortable. So I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, what really happened there was that the theater fan, Lynn was laughing and the theater fan kind of at intermission was kind of like, um, you're laughing a bit too loud. And he's like, it's a really funny show. And the person says, yeah, I prefer these old musicals versus new musicals where you can't understand the lyrics. And then the person realized that they were talking to Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and that's, kinda, when it that's when it became awkward. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I don't like awkward. Feel, I know that. I do not like awkward at all. I kind of feel like he didn't know who Lin was. And then because they said like there were three, three or four minutes before the audience member came back and apologized. I feel like someone told him who Lin was uh, uh, after the fact. And, you know, I just... I don't necessarily, even though Lynn didn't name the guy, I feel a little awkward about someone of Lynn's stature putting a guy on blast like that, even without naming him. It, it, it's not the best look, in my opinion, but whatever. I, you know, who, right. who am I? Well, let's get back to the script here. All right. Uh, next up in the news, British protesters get American Idiot to top of charts for Trump's visit. 
Yes. <laughs> According to the Washington Post, the head of Donald Trump's visit to the UK, protesters have started a campaign to get the Green Day song American Idiot, which of course was then used as the title song for the musical of the same name, to the top of the UK charts. The downloading campaign began on, G- on July 6th, and the protesters plan to continue it through this Thursday, July 12th. They banded together through iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, and other streaming platforms to bring the song to the number one spot in a campaign they called Make American Idiot Great Again. (laughs) And the plan seems to be working as the song currently occupies the top spot on Amazon in the UK. Billy uh, or Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong uh, has said that the song was originally written about former President George W. Bush. So, James, this seems like a very apropos protest to me. (laughs) You know, uh, Bush is no longer the uh, the banner child for the bottom. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would be totally fine if Trump just went somewhere and started doing watercolors. That'd, that'd be fine by me. Yeah. Uh, best headline I saw today over at Crooked uh, Media was uh, to Kavanaugh or Kavanaugh? <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not. All righty. So, Matt, what else do you have in other news? So with performances beginning a week from Friday over at the Nederlander Theater, the producers of Pretty Woman announced that Ezra Knight has joined the company as James Morse, replacing the previously announced Kingsley Legs, who has departed who has departed the production for personal reasons, although he is expected to return in September. Not sure what that's all about, but I wish Legs uh, the best in whatever uh, the personal reasons were. In other replacement news, yesterday it was announced that Christina Saju, who will be replacing Lily Cooper as Sandy Cheeks in SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, on July 24th. As we said a couple weeks ago, before the closing announcement was was posted, Cooper was announced. Uh, Cooper will be co-starring in the Chicago tryout of the Tootsie musical opposite Santino Fontana. And finally, the first edition of Broadway and Bryant Park for the season will kick off tomorrow from 12:30 to 1:30 New York time. Performing. Tomorrow will be Danny Skinner from SpongeBob and Catherine McPhee and Eric Bergen from Waitress and more Chicago Stomp will also be there. Chicago and Stomp, not Chicago Stomp. That's not one mm. show, although that would be interesting. Um, but Broadway and Bryant Park will have additional performances every Thursday through August 16th. The Bryant Park stage is located at 6th Avenue between 40th and 42nd Streets. Lawn seating is first come, first served. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt. Well, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And don't forget to freeze your brain. Yes, and my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. As Matt reminded you, it is 7-Eleven Day, so get out there and get your free Slurpees. And uh, Matt and I will come back and talk with you tomorrow. Freeze your brain, swim in the ice, get lost in the pain. Shut your eyes tight till you vanish from sight. Let nothing remain. Freeze your brain, shatter your skull, fight pain with more pain. Forget who you are, unburden your load. Forget in six weeks, you'll be back on the road when the voice in your head is
and freeze your brain. Try it. <laughs> 